1: The Hawksby & Jacobs Daily Podcast... From TalkSport This is Paul Hawksby And Andy Jacobs And welcome to the H&J Daily Some of the best bits of this afternoon's show Which today featured uh, Sarah McCorkerdow. A name you may not know She has written a fine book called Influencers It's about these social media influencers We Mm. got her in very timely of course To talk about Logan Paul versus KSI a big boxing match in LA tomorrow
2: And fascinating stuff wasn't it? It was And uh, Martin Keanu was along with his usual reviews He was on great form form today Yeah and uh, we had a short chat actually Quite we did a brief chat yeah
1: we got and we it. had a bit of a chat about <laughs> stuff so here it all is <laughs>
2: Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. And uh, first of all, thanks to everybody at the Bobby Moore Fund, Fund, yeah. for a wonderful evening. I always enjoy. It. It's one of my favourite evenings of the the year. The uh, sports quiz, the celebrity sports quiz, yeah. uh, brilliantly written by Clive Tilsley.
1: Yeah, does the, it. the fiendish questions. Oh, fiendish. That at one point, wound you
2: up. Wound me up completely. It was yeah, the first one. He slightly one. lost the plot. <laughs> Well, I was hungry. I what a quiz,
1: he said. What a quiz. You were hangry, weren't you? I was hangry. You were hangry I was yeah. a bit hangry. And also we had basically we had a, a seat next to us that no one was using. So the, they put a dinner down there. Yeah. And so and Andy sort of ate his own dinner and then ate that dinner as well. We said,
2: Oh, we'll share that one out. Yeah, good luck with that. Prize the fork out of his cold dead hand. Yeah, and Moose was sitting on the next table. I managed to get in yeah, there for you. You fought did. him off with a knife, didn't you? I think. Talking of next tables. Yeah. Um I thought I saw Stacey Dooley, you know, the, the documentary maker. Oh, yeah. And I was going to go up to her and say, because she made a documentary about my son's next-door neighbours. Oh, wow. Who are a thrapple. Do you know oh, what a oh, is? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you don't, it's basically a man it's and a It's a relationship. It's a relationship. Yeah, 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 with it's three people involved. Very interconnected, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I was going to say, oh, it was very interesting. that blah, blah blah. I was about to do it, I thought... Oh, no, that's Martha Kellner. And they do look alike. They do. Really? They would, I would have been touched. So well, put stupid. this to Martin. Put this to her dad later on. I, I've got
1: to be honest. If you put Martha and Stacey Dool in front of me, I could tell them apart quite easily. <laughs> yeah, right. And you have got. Incredibly bad eyesight, <laughs> even with glasses. Yeah. So, I don't think any lookalike contest uh, that would be the case. But we'll put it to her dad later on when he joins us at three. Yeah, the, the Clive does set the questions uh, brilliantly. Mm. Um, we weren't on the Talksport table. We were there with Northern Trust, who are the, the kind of title mm. sponsors and uh, a good gang of people, weren't they? It was yeah, a lot a very of fun. nice.
2: But I'll talk about him in minute, a minute. Very nice bloke on the left of me. Oh, okay. He plays so I was much on the for... right
1: of you, so I'm <laughs> glad you qualified that. Horrible bloke on the right. Quite a nice bloke on the left. Well, I had a dinner on the yeah. right. Of me and, and a, then you, oh, that's right, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Tim stuck the, in the middle with you. Blimey, he plays five aside on a Monday, yeah, six aside on Tuesday, seven aside a side a a side on Wednesday, Wednesday. eight aside <laughs> on <No>. Thursday, <laughs> nine a, ten, and then he plays a full game on virtually Saturday. 11 aside on Saturday, yeah. And I know a lot about him because we had a long chat, but no, typical me I can't remember his name did you catch his name I know I didn't that's not great is Lovely it maybe. His, his dad's a big listener to I the station I think he's feeling really special today
1: <laughs> well, well you, know, you, you know that thing where you walk up to a table <laughs> and you, you get everybody's yeah, yeah. names oh, don't you no, All right, the, the, our team captain of course we had to re- Amy we had to remember her name um, and she made a very good point the hand they give you mm. what, the, this, uh, the quiz some of it's against the clock and in one of the rounds you only get five seconds to answer yeah, a question and, quite tricky. and you do need to kind of key in it's like an mm. old keypad style and you have to get in there it's all done electronically mm. but she made the point she said it's a good job I'm old enough to have had an old Nokia because <laughs> it, it I think, was, I think if it was down to the kids who used the smartphones mm. they wouldn't have had a clue
2: but uh, we, yeah, we needed someone who'd good. handled
0: one
1: of those phones <laughs> about 10-15
2: <laughs> years ago and the other delight for me last night was uh, there was Trevor Brooking on the next table yeah. And I was explaining to the chap on my left who plays a lot of football, who's a big West Ham fan, whose yeah. dad's a friend of Tony Cotty's, but I still don't know his name. I know everything about him. Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry him, about isn't that. It. Sorry about that. And uh, so I was explaining to him the Trevor Brooking game.
1: Well, well, you say, say you're Trevor playing, you know, game. Did he play along, or did well, he get? You say, he you say he got along. the hang of it. You well, know. I don't did he
3: get the around. hang of it? I don't know. Say hang of it.
2: Did he get the hang of it? Well, he did, really. Oh, okay, but good. to do it with Sir Trevor in my eyeline, was, oh, was it? Was great? great it's good job you know, he's eyes not eyes a lip reader. He comes over and says, "Looks like
1: you're taking." I say, "Take <laughs> the Mickey." you know, do you want to go outside? I say, "Outside." We can do it inside if you like. We can just you know save save going outside. Exactly. Exactly. That's right. Natalie told him off. Natalie at one point she was trying to shush the tables, and there was one table making a bit of noise for the next mm. round. Oh, yeah, Natalie told off Sir Trevor Brooking, our own oh, Natalie really? Sawyer.
2: Yeah.
1: Blimey, blimey a... Well, not, she told the you, table off. Well, of which the table. We're not the whole table. one or two on the table. But anyway, you get the idea with that. You do get the
2: idea. So, yeah, we're going to chat some boys. I I like that more than anybody else. We're going
1: to,
4: we're
2: going
1: to, Chat to some boys that <laughs> yeah. plan their uh, travel arrangements around Jeff Stelling. Mm. Um, talk a bit of Ireland. Uh, yeah, we're going to find out. There's a new book, Influenced by Sarah McCorkadell How Social Media Influencers Are Shaping Our Digital Future. And you'll be aware. Uh, that uh, KSI and Logan Paul, who are very much in that uh, mm. mould, are fighting tomorrow, and it's quite a big pay-per-view event. So it does seem fairly mad. We'll talk about that and maybe how you, TalkSport listener, mm. can become a very rich social media influence. We'll Rita few tips Ora for versus you.
2: Zoella? That'd be quite
1: good. <laughs> yeah, but she's not really... A, I think you're missing... Rita Ora is not a social media influence in the same way. She's not no, a product a... of social media. She's a, she's a singer. She's a musician and singer and, yeah. and ting. That's so um, we're going to be chatting about that we're going to have the clips of the week for you we've got some uh, good ones Motti will be here to preview the weekend's football and stick around for the Falls panel uh, Martin Kellner uh, will join us his daughter Stacey Dooley will be popping <laughs> in as well and uh, yeah that's kind of it really got some good stuff with Todd Macklin mm. for you uh, a little I... bit later on and we're also uh, chatting to the author Nigel Tassel making a welcome return author uh, his new book is on uh, the secret world of the transfer window and mm. he's covered all aspects it's fascinating stuff so that's coming
2: up that's well. good uh, Alison Mitchell the cricket commentator yeah. a lovely woman a brilliant commentator I think she mm. was uh, on the next table as well so yeah. I went up to her I, I, I had the footage on my phone of when I I should have got her out at the Oval but my vanity <laughs> cost me a, a great wicket which would have been mitchell caught Why what does uh, she make James? of the fact you carry that around on your phone like some <laughs> kind of badge of honor she seemed very keen to have a copy of it so she really yeah, So i had to send her a copy of it yeah so that's um,
1: when goffy you said goffy filmed me bowling yeah. and it meant he couldn't catch the yeah. ball when she got and an he's laughing.
2: i would have caught that if i hadn't been filming it i'm seeing
1: hey, that's me. it see, vanity that'll teach there you go. so uh, that's all coming up and
2: uh, what else Andy what else have we got what oh, else have, have you got have you got time for a quick yeah, one oh I okay <laughs> as they say yeah uh I honestly find this fascinating. That You know, every day I take the mickey out of the people who write to the Daily Star. I yeah. often write letters myself. Oh, I know you do, In yeah. the most ridiculous style, and you get them published and blah, blah, blah. But this bloke, honestly, I can't believe this. Kit in Leeds wrote this. He said, I wonder how many top presenters and celebrities read text maniacs to write an article based on our free and honest comments, picking up ideas from our brilliant star con- contributors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, that, You've got to count yourself among them, <laughs> man. I'd say it. that would be no one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never seen you so... The happiest you ever are is <laughs> yeah. when you get a letter published in I the know. Star. We might use that one in I panto. they
2: got their own back on us. That was a bit of no, 3-2-1, was wasn't
1: it? The happiest you ever are is when you get your letter published in the Star. So could that... Is that the fridge freezer? Or
2: is it the holiday to Tenerife? I got, in the interest of fairness, I should read this one from Steve in London. Go on, Steve. He said, alongside clips of the week, Talk sports. Hawksby and Jacobs should have boring interviews of the month. Plenty to choose from, Yes, yeah, Steve. We've got plenty to choose from for you today, and some good
1: ones as well. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast... From Talksport, we spoke to uh, Eddie Hearn yesterday, who is promoting the fight in LA between the, uh, the social media influencers uh, Logan Paul and uh, KSI. Mm. And uh, Eddie told us um, uh, how he kind of got involved in the whole thing.
3: They're not the greatest of fighters either, to be honest. With you. <laughs> I've quite a event. It's um, the first one was
2: at Manchester Arena. I mean, these two guys are the biggest two biggest YouTubers in
1: the world. Good athlete. Different world, you know, different audience. And they
3: asked me to get involved in the first fight at Manchester Arena.
1: And I said, no chance. Two YouTubers, don't be ridiculous.
3: Where is it? Manchester Arena, don't
1: be ridiculous, that's 20,000. You know, who's broadcasting it? Oh, it's on pay-per-view. Don't be ridiculous. No one will watch. 20,000 sell out late, so 1.4 million pay-per-view buyers and a really good <laughs> fire. I was kicking myself and said, I'm definitely doing a rematch. So <laughs> here we
2: are on. in Los Angeles. unbelievable.
1: And, uh, it's yeah, is. there we are, Eddie Hearn talking about that. Uh, that won't come as a surprise to our uh, guest in the studio. Sarah mccorkle has written Influence, uh, how social media influencers are shaping our digital future good afternoon sarah hi i suppose what eddie was saying there i mean it's, it's a it's it's shocked to an awful lot of people not just him you know and he's always you know he's got the eye for the deal but he thought it was a ridiculous notion that these two guys would draw a crowd and make pay-per-view money but he, he couldn't wait to get involved in the second one so it says a lot about them doesn't it
4: yeah that's right i think that no one should underestimate the passion of youtubers audiences especially ones like ksi and logan paul whose followers have been you know watching them grow up What? their lives in some cases you know maybe for almost a decade so that's a long relationship and actually you know people like ksi you know he started his youtube channel playing fifa since then he's become an author he's been a film star he's got his own clothing line he's got this gaming collective of youtubers called sidemen you know he's a really clever businessman and this Mm. is just the next part of his brand
2: yeah is that what it is is it young kids who are actually very entrepreneurial taking advantage of this new medium
4: I would say so. I wouldn't say that they necessarily started with that in mind. They started because they wanted to build communities, they liked creating videos, they were very creative. But it's turned into a serious business proposition. And actually, it really dominates the digital entertainment landscape. So it wouldn't surprise me if we see more events like KSI vs Logan Paul and see how other YouTubers jump on this yeah. bandwagon. Yeah. These
1: kind of frontiers men and women, these first people, you can't—you sense from looking at your book, there's a, there's a kind of purity to that. That. There was something quite organic, as you say about that. But are now we seeing a slightly more cynical approach to it? Are you seeing people saying sort of slightly self-styled characters who then set themselves up as social media? Or can't you do that? Won't you know? Can you not fool the people all of the time? You know.
4: Um, I think you know it's business for those. I spoke to KSI's manager for the book. Really interesting guy called Liam Chivers and you know he said to me with KSI it started it was all about the passion but now it's about business um and I think you know he's got a smart team behind him I think that people coming up you know there's always people coming out of social platforms you know we've seen the rise of Instagram stars there's a new generation of YouTubers who are very interesting but the fact is you have to have charisma you have to be very very dedicated and you have to have talent that's the thing you know people like um on YouTube who are able to gather these audiences of millions in some cases they're producing videos every single day mm. that takes a lot of dedication do
1: you think it'd be a more transient world do you think that the kids would kind of mm. move on to the next the people who love KSI and Logan Paul and and all these people they'd say yeah I get the idea now I've watched everything and they'll move on to someone else but they, they retain these followings even when you say the whole mm. nature of it changes when it becomes business um, that doesn't seem to bother the people that follow them
4: in some cases I mean, I think the interesting thing with KSI is he has kind of like evolved his proposition. He's like this kind of like multimedia brand now. Um, Zoella as well, you know, she's got um, other companies. She still does a bit of YouTube, but she's not as prominent. And I wouldn't necessarily say that she is as important to the youth audience. Whereas I think that KSI, because he's doing all of these different things, he sort of keeps his content and his role as a YouTuber very exciting. Mm. Um, and you know, obviously, this whole rematch with Logan Paul, it just it set up this massive conflict. And Logan Paul's followers, they want to get involved. They're going to trash talk KSI. KSI's followers are going to come back, trash talk Logan. And what you get is this frenzy that leads to a fever pitch, not unlike other sports. It's you
2: like know? WWE as
4: well. Exactly, yeah. it's performance. It, it is
2: interesting because stars have always. Been of influence. I mean, there was a time when David Beckham, he'd, he'd wear a T-shirt. That T-shirt would sell out. Whatever glasses, whatever Beckham touched, it suddenly became a big thing. But he's got a reputation. He's got fame, you know, beyond influence. He, he's famous because he was a great footballer. Whereas somebody like I don't bloke, Star, he's, 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 I've never heard of this bloke Jeffrey Star. He's never heard of this bloke. I take well, it you have, Sarah.
4: I have. I'm not, I'm not surprised.
2: He's worth 50 million quid. He's the world's $50 million, rather, he's the world's biggest YouTube star. And right. I, have to be, I know I'm a certain age, but I've never heard of the fella.
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is this generation of people who've really achieved fame. On social platforms, and if you're not really embedded in that world, if you're not a regular watcher of YouTube, they kind of exist mm. in this whole other side of entertainment. Um, but what we're seeing with things like KSI v Logan Paul, and you know, um, people like Joe Sugg crossing over and doing Strictly Come Dancing, mm. these people are moving into mainstream mm. arenas, and actually, we're going to become more aware of them um, yeah. in the next few years. I well, the, the
1: mainstream. So you talk about that in the mm. book. The mainstreams you think aren't quite as. Aware Whereas they could be, because if mm. you look at Joe Sugg, you bring that you bring that whole new audience to that show, um, and there's always a danger. Of course, but it was interesting with him yeah.
2: because. He was used to one camera in his bedroom or whatever. And when he actually started to do telly, I noticed this. He found it quite difficult. He wasn't that brilliant, actually, because it's a different thing altogether, working to multi cameras and auto cues and stuff like that.
4: Yeah, it's a different medium. Because when you think about it, a lot of these YouTubers, Hmm. they've achieved fame by talking about their favorite subject, which is themselves. (laughs) Whereas, you know, you go into the mainstream and you're expected to have a much broader frame of reference. You're expected to talk across a variety of things and actually to lots of different people. So I think that, you know, some YouTubers won't necessarily be suitable for the mainstream. Yeah. But I do think that some of the people on that platform are highly charismatic. There's no reason they couldn't cross over. See,
1: I, I wonder if there's, it, 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 the market it's targeted at is very specific, but you wonder if there is kind of, I still think Andy could be the Joe side for the Worthers generation. I
4: mean, I agree. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> but it, if, if he sets up and he does this, and, you know, buy your cardigan, at Mark's and all this sort of stuff this is my uh, so if, if you did that I mean could you I mean you couldn't build an audience because there's no they're not receptive to it particularly are they no. could you build a kind of slightly older more mature market for this sort of stuff
4: I mean there's no reason why not that's the thing you know social media is an open space if you bring content and you understand you know what your audience likes and you continue to create that content there is no reason why you could not be a YouTuber too I, hate, yeah.
2: I hate Feedback. <laughs> yeah, I can't, well, that's a I'd problem. have to disable the comment section. Underneath <laughs> yeah. them, too insecure. That would be difficult. until yeah. yeah. finally, though, what's interesting to me is that mm-hmm. out of the top eight, and these people are worth a lot of money, only two of them are women. So, despite Zoella and all her success, we've got Colleen Ballinger at thirty million, not bad, and Lily Singh. Mm. Uh, she's only worth fourteen, but, million, oh, yes. but yeah, she's struggling. But what, why is it more a male-dominated thing?
4: not necessarily so part of the reason that men kind of dominate the influencer industry particularly in gaming is they produce much more content so if you're a gaming influencer for example you might be putting a video on youtube every single day then you might be live streaming on twitch um which is another social platform Mm -hmm. and then you might be cross-promoting all of that content on twitter and also instagram a lot of the gaming influencers are also going on tours they're releasing books um um, it's just it's the expectation of the gaming industry and the gaming consumer is that you are continually releasing content and a lot of them have big sponsorship deals as yeah. a result of that. Um, whereas, you know, if you're more in the lifestyle arena, maybe you're releasing a video once a week. Maybe it's once every two weeks. Maybe you're focused more on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different proposition.
1: Does their authenticity ever suffer when they start to promote brands? You know, so eat this pie or wear this makeup or do this thing. Do people think, mm, I don't, I don't I like, this. I could do is, that. This is not what it's <laughs> about. This is not I, This is not why I like this person in the first place. Does that affect them?
4: Yeah, I mean it causes massive friction especially if uh, they continually advertise to the point where you know their audience is saying, I started following you because I liked your story and now all I get is this content where you're trying to sell me things. Mm. And it also kind of shines a light on this uncomfortable reality that the influencer has the career and wealth that they have because of the adoration of their audience. Now if that audience falls out of love with them that is bad for business. Mm. Um, So I think as well what we've seen is influencers advertising products that, you know, it's completely unrealistic that they would wear them, use them. It kind of like really tests that relationship. Mm. And their audience will come back, their followers will come back in the comments and Mm. say... You know, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And so actually, I don't they, like they are
1: getting instant if they if they're straying, they find out very quickly. They don't have to, you know, they have to market research. It's there, isn't it? As Andy said in the comments in black and white, they can see it straight away. Which is kind of good from a, you know, how many other brands or whatever they have to kind of put mm. focus groups together and spend millions to do that. You just get it right in front of them, don't they?
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think you know, um, it's kind of. <sighs> Obviously these people they have to make money. It's their full time job yeah. and it is a difficult job. It requires a lot of commitment. But at the same time, it is very much reliant upon the relationship between them and their audience yeah. remaining mm. positive. And if that doesn't happen, it's you know, it's bad news.
1: So any talks about listeners thinking, I want to be a YouTube sensation or social mm. media just be authentic, but kind of make it organic, come from the right place, don't be cynical about it. That's kinda of fairly key if you're gonna kick off. Just be yourself.
4: Yeah, yeah, and you know maybe make millions to a boxing match.
1: Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Like, that's a good idea. Who's going to win this one? The uh, draw was a draw was a bit of a cop out last
4: time. Yeah, yeah. Although they are predicting another draw. Oh no, they
2: can Which can't I do know that. there has to be Anyone a winner, like not without the head guys. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, I'm always rooting for the home talent. Obviously, KSI. Yeah. I'm hopeful for him, but you know, Logan's got this background in wrestling and. He looks yeah, bigger. He Colin looks wrestling, yeah, does, he was good yeah, at Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm hopeful for KSI, but wouldn't necessarily be surprised if, you know, the fight went to a That's open. why it's
1: not an MMA fight, because KSI mm. would lose, wouldn't he? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, thank you, Sarah. Great to see you. Yeah, Thanks for coming stuff. in. Uh, Sarah's book, uh, Influence, uh, How Social Media Influence Was Shaping Our Digital Future, by Sarah McCorkle. Now is published by Bloomsbury, and he's out in hardback now. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on the Talk Sport Clips of the Week coming up a little bit later on. Martin Kellner is here with the Week of Sport on TV. Martin, good to see you.
3: Good to see you too. I've got to be quick with this.
1: We? Well, we, well, just very quickly, because what Andy said mm. earlier on, he, spotted, he thought he'd seen uh, TV Stacey Dooley, from Strictly fame and oh, documentary right. maker, and uh, <laughs> he realised it was your daughter, Martha. And I, mean, I was about I to approach her about, about one of Stacey's programmes. She doesn't look... <laughs> that much like Stacey. Then she you looks a lot
3: we're... like Stacey. Do you? In, yeah, in some poses and some photographs oh, yeah. we often say to you know
2: Really, well I forgive you then Andy i, I, I no, not I, I went home and showed my wife a photo of your daughter and a photo of Stacey and no, even okay. she had to admit No, you're not I, the first did...
3: person to notice that. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, no, well there we are then. Maybe yeah. it's but me. She couldn't
2: tell me about my son's next door neighbours who are a throuple. Okay. That's one of Stacey's. Anyway, yeah, move on. Right, <laughs> right. Um, So, Martin, what have you watched?
3: Well, um, first of all, just to say I was absolutely right last week when I said that uh, ITV would get its biggest ever morning audience yeah. with the uh, Rugby Union uh, World Cup final mm. Uh 12.8 million. And I'm just wondering how many of those 12.8 million were sitting there saying... Ah, oh, yes, I remember I don't like Rugby union. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or people say, I, yeah. Now I remember why I don't like Rugby yeah, union. Yeah. There'd be quite a lot of them, but they did well. On TV yeah,
1: yeah. They, the, they, the, they did. The other guys yeah, they got a fantastic I audience.
3: Uh, I watched Chelsea Ajax, of course. I mm. watch all of it. I, you know, I, uh, I went out to the theatre and I came back... Uh, and uh, my son, who was watching in our house, said to me, oh, you're missing a fantastic match. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, So I caught the end of it. But what I thought was that um, the uh, the pundit Sir, team was absolutely brilliant in reflecting the joy of football. You mm. know, we hear a lot about mm. you know the controversy and all that. Yeah. But um, Joe Cole and Rio Ferdinand and uh, Robin van Persie, they seem to be enjoying it so much. Yeah. You know? um, and to me, that made that made all the difference. You know, because y- you felt you, they were participating. And I think the uh, I thought Robin van Persie was very good. Yeah,
1: controversial was. jacket. That, oh, yeah, was very funny confident. at the end <laughs> of the jacket when Rio's taking the Mickey out of your
2: clothes. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. in trouble. Aren't yeah.
3: You? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean I think the Dutch have a great uh, capacity for uh, for joy
2: yeah. oh, it was I mean, a wonderful just, game yeah. it was a fantastic was there, game yeah, yeah well, obviously
3: you were there yeah, yeah fantastic game um, so I enjoyed all that I enjoyed, and I, I just underline what I say about Joe Cole you know without any bias at all I think he's a really good pundit no he's I been very he's doing, good I isn't I he yeah. Joe Cole was excellent good, good addition, good addition to say. the team yeah um, something else I watched which was a bizarre idea. I don't know if you've seen this. It's called the Cup Final Mashup. No. Have you ever seen that? No. Yeah. no. Um, well I watched it on BT Sport one um, one afternoon. Hmm. I think I watched it in the afternoon. No, <laughs> I think I'm sure it was the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was a, a tipping point entertainment, was it? Yeah, I think yeah. it was. It was just between Tenable and Tipping Point. <laughs> but um, yeah, I watched that in between the adverts for the walk-in showers. Um, which I always enjoy <laughs> Well, chat what I enjoy about those ads. If you need a walk in bath or a walking shower or a stair lift yeah. you're going to be fairly old and decrepit yeah. so why don't they employ old and decrepit actors to do it yeah. what they do is they, got these, it's like they these get they like get a glamorous tricks. nan don't they yeah, they, they get, get, get like your...
1: Jane Seymour yeah. walking, walking into precisely yeah, yeah, yeah. or
3: they get the guy you know, the silver fox guy yeah. You know, when the two people are walking along the beach and they're trying to sell you uh, retirement plans yeah. it's always you think well he looks about 40 what's he retiring <laughs> for? it's ridiculous but well, that's that's a bit of a side issue yeah, it is Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, is. You could yeah. do
2: one of those ads. Yeah. And yeah. we could do it together. We could do it together, couldn't we? <laughs> you I could think be on the stairlift and he could be walking into the shower. <laughs> yeah. What a thought
3: a well, fantastic outfit that is I'm yeah. going to pitch that to I'm
1: not sure what the direct domestic arrangement is there in this particular house <laughs> well Welcome let's face
3: it these days with a 100 mm. different genders yeah. I think, mm. you know I'm sure Andy and I would fit into one of those Oh, exactly. Yeah I'm hundreds. sure you sure would if true. he thought hard enough
1: mm, yeah,
3: yeah. So um, what else did you... <laughs> yes what so watch apart from the walking back yeah, yeah, yeah. they had a thing called FA, FA Cup final mashup Oh yeah. yes and the concept of this it was a 2 hour program right mm. so the concept was they were they they were covering every single cup final since 9 19- 1990 in sort of, well, it's not in real time. yeah. But So you've got 29 cup finals and they were covering it minute by minute, second by second. So you've got the whole hour and a half plus half an hour's extra time. Yeah. So the match, it start, the programme started with the uh, goal by uh, Saha for Everton against uh, Chelsea, yeah. 25 seconds. So that's what you see mm. at the start of the programme. Then after that, you saw it was Chelsea again. It was Di Matteo after 42 seconds. Yeah. And it just goes through it minute I by minute. Yeah. Like fun. It was brilliant fun because. And you, 90 minutes worth. Ni- uh, 120 minutes because yeah. it covered oh, extra yeah. time as yeah. way, well. Wow. But it covered every minute of every match that something was happening. So it was mostly goals, but there was also sort of major incidents. There was, you know, near misses, that sort of thing, bookings wow. and everything. It was really good. Bookings and
1: Brookings. I'm mean, since 1990. And, 90, since sorry, 1990. 1990. Yeah, a lot of editing. Yeah. Oh,
3: it was a brilliant job of editing. Yeah. And because uh, you got the. Ch- what was particularly fascinating is you got the chance to see Steve Bruce as a player scoring for. Manchester United in the 67th minute or whatever and then Steve Bruce as a manager um with Hull City scoring in the 68th minute or whatever. Oh, yeah. you know, but you you know there was Bruce as a player there was Bruce as a manager.
1: Just the goals, no sort of talking heads, no context. They just kind of cut from. Well, the, the, the
3: commentary. You know, yeah. Had the,
1: just you got the commentary. We got it, yeah. the commentary. Okay, it was um, an It idea. was a
3: really interesting idea. I mean, um, you know, it was a two-hour program, middle of the afternoon. I snoozed through some of it, obviously. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, you know it, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. it Would have been just
1: the Stevie the... Gerrard late equaliser, of course. Oh, that would have been about, yeah. what that minute was, a... was that? About ninety-four, wasn't it? It
3: was, it was about ninety-four. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, that was great fun. Yeah. Um, watched a bit of late night ITV4 because ITV4 is where they uh, sort of pitch a lot of their sport now uh, mm. on ITV. Darts and such. Um, right? A lot of darts there. Uh, they do a link up at 12.35am yeah. with uh, Ideal World. Now Ideal World is one of the shopping channels yeah. and they were selling the um, the Ideal World Vibra Power.
1: Blimey. This is fantastic. Can we talk about that this time of day? <laughs> I don't even like to ask. No, well <laughs>
3: it's like a th- It's like a pad you put on the floor Okay. and then you can, you can just lie on it and it'll and it vibrates two minutes every four weeks and you'll be fine you'll what does it do it, it. Just it, vibrates, it, it just vibrates it just vibrates to what, 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 what end <laughs> well it can vibrate any end you want because <laughs> it depends how you position it yourself Get Mars back yes ask <laughs> <laughs> yes. your
1: granddad actually ask your great granddad yeah more TV. but that was that's, a, that's like a Dennis Norden line mm. you came out but they with were
3: so proud they were so proud I'd say that as a tribute you should do he was one of us, yeah? Um, no, the, is it like
1: for exercise? Those things you stand right, on exactly. that shake and then yeah, they, 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 they vibrate you about.
3: if you've got a certain amount of fat on your thighs, yeah. And again, they don't put the people you know with a lot of fat on the thighs, no. in the advert, no. because, you know. So they put some woman in, you can see her thighs vibrating, you know, twelve thirty-five in the morning. It's not bad. Well, all the other channels are pixelated, yeah, but anyway, you can see her, uh, yeah. you can see her thighs <laughs> vibrating, but I've picture. Anybody who's going to buy one of these devices is ridiculously <laughs> yeah. expensive. Mm. Um, but it would cost you, if you went to the shops, you wouldn't get the same deal. So it's that, that you thing, get you
1: exercise without actually doing the exercise. You just yeah, lie on the pad and vibrate. You just lie on it and, and then, and then, then lay, up, lo and, and behold,
3: drink. you look like Scarlett Johansson the next week. Yeah, It's okay, unfortunate well. for the guys, isn't it, That's it, yeah, but,
1: um, it? Sounds like a winner.
3: Yeah. They get, but they, they were so excited to be on ITV because I've never seen one of those shopping channels on, on ITV before. Mm. Um, and Especially listed in the listings. That's why I it because it said twelve thirty five ideal world with vibra power or was it? yeah vibra power yeah. and I thought I what that is and it was just a shopping and channel but it the guy who in. Yeah, yeah the guy who was it did suck me in uh, the guy which is one of the things it does but the guy who was uh, who was presenting it said we're not an infomercial this is live and he kept saying hello ITV this is live on ITV he was so excited um, and it's twelve thirty five at night twelve thirty five at night yeah. So, you know, when all the walking bath adverts are finished, and all sorts of <laughs> different things. Uh, but it moves all the muscles for you, apparently. They're fast and efficient, three minutes every other day. That's all you need on this uh, vibra yeah. power thing. So, but I thought to myself, the sort of woman that I'd expect to see on this, where I saw a woman got on the train uh, at Doncaster, and she was about 22 stone, I would have estimated. Yeah, and she yeah. was eating a Cornish pasty from Greg's. Yeah. and I really did want to go up to her and just knock it out of her hand and say, that You don't need that, Martin. you
2: don't need that Cornish pasty. But so that's, I think, it's controversial. That was controversial. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. there's a lot of things these no, days you'd be doing the woman of faith, probably yeah. about
1: ten years ago there was a TV series in that you know the kind of t- Martin Kellner's tough love you know lose weight with Martin yeah, Kellner you just but go around they- knocking food out of people's <laughs> yeah, hands yeah I think it's just sort of <laughs> sending people's sandwiches up in the air at lunch It's <laughs> a of-
3: million dollar idea yeah, it's yeah. a million dollar I think it's still pitchable that's not, not, for,
1: not yeah. I think for these it'd be Bit difficult to make now. I'm not sure BBC4 would be buying into that. No, you knocking the food out of our We, we have to I think
3: we have to. Go. Yeah. Oh, sorry.
1: That's all right. Just yeah. very quickly, what were you thinking?
3: What I was thinking was that would make a series because my daughter was saying to me, always oh, calling me a boomer. Shut up, you boomer. That's <laughs> if she's not calling me a gammon. So I think it should be an hour. it should be an hour set aside yeah. each day for gammon TV. Gammon TV. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Okay. Well, we'll see if we can get that in there. Your new show, you knock pasties out of people's hands. <laughs> Martin, put that to your radio audience in okay. Kuala Lumpur over. Overnight. I really do. Um <laughs> you're you're uh, on and, not, wanna, yeah. and one of your guests will be one of our guests. They like Nigel tassel you are him Nige. about the you going to have the a chat the about the, tra- yeah, yeah. the transfer window yeah. yeah.
3: I think even the non-sport audience is interested in issues like that. Oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah. The
1: Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. There we are that was this afternoon show. We kind of Clips of the week, a couple of extra clips of the week for oh, yeah. you. A bit of bonus. a bonus for you, the podcast downloader. And uh, this was one, this was Jim White, Andy, wasn't it? Who was chatting to the former Liverpool defender, Glenn Johnson, mm. had a question for him.
2: Is he the same Lewis Suarez that you knew at Melwood and at, and at Anfield? Is he the same guy? No, he identifies as a woman and speaks Swahili. What do you think? <laughs> of course he's the same bloke. It's a very strange thing to say, anyway. Also, Fisherman's
1: Blues. Mm. We were a bit shocked to hear Nigel Botherway uh, say uh, this uh, on the show. When you meet another angler, even not lure fishing, I love rummaging through another angler's tackle box. (laughs) Dirty boy. (laughs) It's disgusting. Fishing's full of it, isn't it? Anything with the word tackle in it, you're going to get something out of it. That's it then. A couple of little brief extras for you. Thanks for downloading this. Frank Skinner, Warren Gatlin, the now sadly formal Wales uh, uh, coach. Um, Who else we got next week? Stevie Perryman, Spurs legend. And uh, we've got another person coming in as well. I've another very good name for you. And it's Cammy. Cammy's got his (laughs) new album. (laughs) Ah, Yeah, uh, Cammy's got his new album out, so we'll be chatting to him. Tribute to Louis Armstrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, my tribute to Satchmo. (laughs) Paul Hawksby's tribute to Satchmo. Um, Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see you then. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the
3: guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talksport.